Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 from the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gavin, with me tonight as usual is Emma, Keith and Shani. And we're going to look back at Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2 or Anfield in the Premier League today. Show is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Check out their website if you like to gamble and do so responsibly. You can get all the sports, all the bookies, all the odds, whether that's the Masters or whatever you're looking at, and get them there. If not, um, there's stats, comparisons, articles, all sorts of stuff on there for you. People that don't gamble just like to read about sport. Um... Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2, a game that had everything, um, both on and off the pitch. Um, well, on the pitch when the whistle had gone. Um, a cracking game of football. Um, Taylor 2 halves probably, but we'll get into it and we'll see how we feel about it in the next hour or so. So, But first of all, Keith, how are you, Keith? I'm grand, yeah, I'm grand, I haven't spoken to you in ages. I know, yeah, fleeting, fleeting. Um... Yeah, it's Easter, you know, you do forget time is all over the place. I don't even know what day it is. And then I remembered it was Sunday, so we had a pod. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Okay. Any news now? Just usual shy. Same shy. Yeah, perfect. Shiny, same shy for you. Anything happening? Same shy, different shovel. <laughs> uh, all good. And Emma, how are you? 
Yeah, good. I've no real news, so that's a bit of a bore on weekend. Isn't it? Nice. What doing, I was supposed to go out for dinner today, and uh, I was going to miss the match, so I came up with some sort start. of an excuse to. No, just came up with some sort of an excuse right. to stay home. Okay. I'm kind of glad I did now because it, it is. You, you said it there. It's it was a great game of football, probably one of the best this season uh, in the Premier League. I think excitement wise, and um, not just Liverpool games. But uh, yeah, no, it was enjoyable watch for the second half. Okay. Um, I was going to say someone's commenting. Passio's commenting saying Emmett's got an open mic. Um, yeah, Emmett's had to switch from a, a laptop to a phone, so that's why I'm probably hearing the sound coming out of the phone. Don't worry about it; we'll get through it. Um, let's start though. Um, lineups, Keith, come to you first. Um, back four is the back four. Midfield: Fabinho, Henderson, Jones keeps his place. Up front, there was talk Nunes wouldn't be in the squad. He wasn't seen on. He went for a walk or something, and he wasn't seen. Um, but apparently, he, he was. He was he was grand. He was on the bench. The talk of sickness then as well. But he goes Jota. He goes Gakpo. And he goes Salah. Um, any surprises in it for you? Um, probably not really. I mean, Jones. Jones surprise me. It's a. I suppose what are the options? What are the alternatives? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, Thiago comes back in, but isn't ready to start. Harvey Elliott is in and out um, back on the bench today. Um, but yeah, I, ultimately I wasn't surprised um, with Jones getting the start. Other than that, it was as expected. Um, Nunes, there was, as you say, a lot of people losing their shit that you wasn't seeing in a picture. But I do think there's there's probably some sort of issue with Nunes at the moment because he's been using very you've been used very sparingly, whether it's starting games and coming off early or whether it's not starting and coming in so I don't know if there's a knock or something that's outstanding there with Nunes but yeah ultimately I wasn't overly surprised with the team you know the fact that Curtis Jones came in during the night sort of was maybe a surprise so the fact he kept this place probably not so much mm-hmm. Arsenal for life um, who's extended his name to Premier League Champions 2023 but that could come back to bite you I hope it doesn't I'm going to say it first um, very disappointed you outplayed us in the second half but we could have nicked it a win if he kept the title back and put Tierney on sooner. Shawnee, um Jones, you know, if, if Nunes, like Keith said, is being used a bit sparingly, it could be a, a slight issue he has or an illness or whatever it is. You know, Jota, okay, that's fine, but were you surprised by Jones? Because I was, I thought he might, might put Elliot back in there, um, similar to the United game at home. I actually thought Jones is, wasn't too bad in the last game. Um but four three three again. To be honest with you, guy, I don't even look at the lineups anymore. I'm being deadly serious with you. I'm honestly <laughs> at that stage now with this season where I just turn it turn on, tune in for kickoff, like yeah, four three three show you again. So we roll with it. But I didn't expect him to change it in the game like this anyway. Um, at home to the best side in the country at the moment. Um, wasn't too surprised, but yeah. Who gives a bollocks who starts, really? Okay, thanks for that, Johnny. Toast. Emma, um, <laughs> are you surprised by any of it? Or did you not give a bollocks yeah, to Johnny? I, I, no, I, I'm like Keith. I, I honestly thought that you bring uh, Elliot back in for this game. I just think Elliot's a little bit more progressive than Jones. I find myself shouting at the fucking screen uh, more often when Jones gets onto it because we're, we're winning the ball up high and you think, thinking, grand, now let's break on them and then it's kind of, 
slow the ball down. And I hate using the phrase passing it sideways and passing it backwards. Sometimes you need to do that in a game, but I think he does a little bit too often, uh, too, more more than he needs to. I just thought maybe Elliot probably would have got us more on the front foot a little bit quicker than Jones would. <clears throat> Into the game, though. You know, um, it's a huge game for Arsenal because City go and expectedly beat Southampton yesterday and and get get them back to two points um, going into today. Left um, Arsenal with a game and no two points, but with the same amount of uh, games played. Was I right in saying um, Arsenal played one, one today, so that leaves City with a game in hand. Um, but no, sorry, how many points are City? Sorry, five, they got it back to. City have got, they've gone to six today. So it was a huge game for Arsenal. They all are now. Like, you know, Arsenal probably have to be playing with the mentality that City are going to win every game. And looking at City's running, Brighton away, Chelsea home, second last game of the season. Everything else looks like they'll just steamroll teams. Um, but into the game, and Keith, like the first the first 10 minutes is frantic. Both teams are trying to get that foot on it um, already. It just seemed like it was a bit of a mental game, start to the game. And, you know, Arsenal will be coming into this where they know they don't really turn up at Anfield. They haven't got much at Anfield in a don't know how long. And Liverpool have blitzed them on a couple of occasions. But it's kind of a manic start and both both teams are trying to find their way or trying to get an upper hand and stuff like that. And Arsenal get the opener um, through um, Martinelli. And, you know, they go for Liverpool. They go to trigger right through the middle of Liverpool. Where are you throwing fault at this? Because I think there's definitely fault. I have to give credit to Arsenal and the way they try to go through Liverpool. But there's definitely fault there. Like Van Dijk's throwing an odd leg at it. Robertson's a bit unlucky. He tries to get across and just um, gets the ball nicked away from him. But again, Keith, as much as it was frantic at the start, Liverpool's starting slow again. Yeah, I, I put more blame on Liverpool on this than I do credit to Arsenal. Like, they, they go at Liverpool... And I think it's more the the threat and the fear of Arsenal that has Liverpool all over the place <laughs> because Canate rushes out, he comes out of position, Virgil hits it or it hits off him. I don't know. I, I put the, yeah, I, Virgil I'd expect to do better to be honest, even if it comes in quick. Um, and then Robertson doesn't get across quick. I don't, you know, it, they were raving about the finish by Martinelli. I thought it was like a. Bit of a scuffy thing i'm looking at it and saying who the fuck did that hit off and i don't know it was an awful goal to concede because i didn't think it was overly great play but it was symptomatic of liverpool and when you give a team like arsenal the leg up after what was it how many minutes four minutes or something was it? No, it was a bit longer eight, than that. eight minutes eight was it yeah i'm gonna check now yeah eight minutes it was just ridiculous ridiculous carry on um and I feared for Liverpool, to be honest, because I look at Liverpool in games and I think they can beat anyone at Anfield. They genuinely, they can beat anybody there. And it's their away form has been absolutely atrocious this season. And our form in general is just giving away goals at the worst times, you know, be it going in at halftime, coming out at halftime, or right at the start of a game. And Arsenal punished us at the, the Emirates similarly and i just thought we cannot start the game like this i thought the start you know was it was sloppy kev put a comment in there about trent's positioning um clearly that was instruction trent looked like he was playing a double six uh canate looked like he was given the task of dealing with 
Martinelli as well. It was a bit of a mad setup with Liverpool. I know Sean, you were saying four three three. I looked at it and seen four three three. But when they lined up, I'm like, the fuck is going on here? This this looks a bit weird and a bit disjointed. But it was just one of them where I felt Liverpool were just. When that went in, I'm like, this isn't this isn't good because it's sloppy from loads of players. Robbo sloppy, um, Trent sloppy, Virgil sloppy, Kanate sloppy, Allison sloppy. Do you know what I mean? I just thought it was it was a bad sign, bad juju we got off, and then it allowed Arsenal to take the stranglehold. You know, I thought up till then I thought it was a bit of a helter skelter. Arsenal looked to be a bit more dangerous. Liverpool looked like they could probably. Look to get at them as well, but I just thought that gave the impetus to them, and I'm like, oh, now here we go again, you know. But it, it, the the ending was was great, but that was just the start of an absolutely wow, just first half hour for me. Yeah, I thought it was a terrible first half hour, Johnny. We've seen we've seen we we've, we've thrown her at them a, a little bit where their application just hasn't been good enough. Um, mm-hmm. And it felt like the first the first five ten minutes, I like the goal comes after eight, but it felt like yeah, it was a bit scrappy and stuff. But again, that goal to me is a bit of application, Shani. Yeah, just not sharp, just not sharp at all. Um, and I would say like the players you'd normally rely on, not digging us out, but we haven't been able to rely on these boys for quite some time now. A lot of these things are becoming sort of emblematic of like Virgil's game the lazy swing at the ball Robbo on his heels um, Arsenal start brightly give Arsenal credit I think they're, they're a brilliant side um, but I I was of the idea that we beat them today I think they would have shit the bed and I think if we had have even have been 10% better in the first half we would have beaten them honestly because you can't take 40 minutes off against currently the best side in England and expect to get results. But I think they shit the bed in the second half as much as we did in the first 40. Um, and I'm just sick of it. Just uh, the body language after the goal goes in. Just just tired of it. Heads dropping straight away. And like Keith, I, I, I fear the worst. Um, if we go down early in games now, I, I, I see I can see us getting pasted and I kinda of looked at the Chelsea game the other night going even though we're at Anfield I'm like, Jesus, we'd have been playing a decent side tonight they would have battered us and that was my fear when Arsenal went one nil up but look it wasn't the baby but just fucking sloppy. Sound fury ain't to watch so one un- uncharacteristic of this team that it's now becoming characteristic. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I it's... don't know. I just, I, I just, if I'm gonna be just completely blunt and honest with you, I have an absolute pain in me bollocks with it. I have a pain in me bollocks with them all. I don't, honestly, I really do. I don't mind injuries impacting a season or this, that, and the other. But giving up. Look at the body language when the second goal goes in. Like Arsenal let us back into that game with Shaka being a fucking tail box. Very similar to what happened last year at Anfield when the game was at nil all. They gave us an in. Um, the crowd put the fucking team on their back. And that's literally what goes back in the game. But I'm just... I'm sick of this same punch. Moaning at lines, man. Moaning at each other. Throwing their arms up. It's just pathetic. They, I don't know what the story is, Gav. 
mentality monsters to this show that we're watching now. You see, I look at, I look at the league table and I think to myself, well, there's no hope of Liverpool getting top four. Just let's put that there, right? And, you know, I kind of look at these performances and, and I, I was making the point on one of the shows last week that you don't become this bad overnight. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm always banging the drum about applying yourself and, and showing an intensity and I don't think this side has. I think, you know, like people were saying to me, like I think it was it might have been after the Chelsea game, people were saying, sell this, sell that, get rid of this, get rid of that, change this, change. I was like, we're literally changing everything within the club. And my point was, I still believe that if you put three or four new players into this squad, I think it rejuvenates a lot of players that are already in it and improves the quality of the squad because what's going to go out and what could possibly come in will make a massive difference, not only in quality, but the fact that they'll play football. Um, but when I watch Liverpool at times and, and in the first half an hour there today, it was so passive. You know, look, I don't mind if Liverpool go out there and try their best and they're not in the best of form. And clearly, clearly they're not in good form. Clearly the confidence isn't great. But go out there and get stuck in, right? And if Arsenal are beating you 2-0 fine, they've two bits of brilliance. What can you do? Like, we've done that to Arsenal so many times over the years where Arsenal might come out. Arsenal probably aren't the best example because Arsenal have a, a, a horrendous record of just folding in big games. But what I mean is if you come out against a team that you know they're good, but they're in bad form and you do them 2-0, but they've given you a right game, the opposition fans are probably thinking to themselves, well, we, we gave it everything we had, they're just that bit better than us. But I didn't feel Liverpool were like that. I felt Liverpool were just very passive and very, he can easily get to that ball, why isn't he getting to it? He can easily make that tackle, why isn't he making that tackle? He can easily get that crossing, why isn't he getting that crossing? And it wasn't like he can't do it, it's just they weren't doing it. Do you know the sort of way? And for the first 30, I felt that way today, where it's just, it, I'm a bit like you, a bit like, this is a lot of me bollocks, like, do you know what I mean? And yeah, Jack of being an idiot gives them an in, but Emma, that can't be enough. Like, we we can't have an an opposition player being a bit of a prick, right, to kickstart us in a game. Can't be like that. I don't care if you're in eighth or tenth or fourth or second. You have to come out as a Liverpool player and put everything you have in. And if it's, it's the case where they're just gone and you can't do anything about it, they'll need to be changed. But you can't all do it in one summer either. It. It, that's the annoying bit for me, Emma. I don't know how you feel, but that's the annoying bit of me. Where they come out and it's like, oh, what will be, it'll be, sort of thing. And they need <clears> opposition and they need fans to fucking go here. Pull the fucking finger out here, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm exactly the same. Uh, and the thing that Sean is referring to was last year, I think Arsenal are fairly well on top of us and Arteta had a bit of a go-off clap on the sideline, wasn't it? Over a Mane challenger. Yeah. He went up for a header. And the crowd got going, and the same again today. Here's an idea. Why don't you go out and get the crowd up yourselves by throwing in hard tack? Like you were saying there, it's like they can't... I hate saying this about Liverpool, but it's like they can't be arsed. It's like they're nearly playing with their flip-flops on at this stage, but they've been playing like this all season. Do you know what I mean? If, if they had been trying and, and losing games and we got to this part of the season where, okay, top four, I'll, I'll, I'll still believe until it's mathematically impossible. I always will, but... If they got to this stage and they looked at it and thought, look, well, that's well out of our reach now, you'd, you'd kind of half understand it. But it's been like this all season. And without Xhaka being a tick today, who knows what that score could have been. Do you know what I mean? But instead of letting the opposition be come out and, and get the get the crowd going. I know I've criticised the, the Anfield crowd as being quiet this year, but they've not really had much to fucking cheer about. Come out and... Start the game the way you finish the game. I, I don't see how they can't do that. 
I know we're talking about them being tired and that like that. And do they not have 90 minutes or 70 minutes or whatever at that pace in them? Because to be honest with you, it looked like they could have kept going for another 20 minutes there today. And I think if we went for maybe another five, six minutes, we probably would have got the winner. But you're right, it shouldn't, it's not enough to expect the, 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 the crowd to drag the team along. You're supposed to come out and make the crowd get up for the game. That's who, you're there. You're the ones that they're there to see. It was a bit disappointing, to be honest with you. But uh, look, they did change it in the end. Um, the second goal, Keith. I'll give it to you. Um, Martinelli set off down the left hand side, and again we're short in the middle. But like, Canate goes out to him, but Canate shouldn't be giving him that much space. You know he's either going to put it on his left or put it on his right and put it in the box. Right, and Virgil van Dijk is just standing in there going, I'm not bothered by that fella behind me. I'm not bothered by Jesus behind me. I'll just stand in a position that looks good. And the ball just sails over. And it's a good header. Alisson hasn't got a chance. But again, Keith, I'm okay with the ball going down the side. I'm okay with it. But then it's the simple things. Like, Canate was brilliant today, by the way. I, I want to say that. I thought he was, he was, he was very, very good today. But when, when, when that gets to Martinelli, either stand them up and say to him, I'm not letting you cross this ball, right? You don't want to get too tight because he low centre of gravity. He might go by it and stuff like that. But if he gets inside and he gets ahead, Virgil van Dijk doesn't bother even looking where Jesus is. Not arsed one bit where he is. Just, I'll stand in here and I'll probably head it. Instead of saying to himself, there he is there, I'm just going to take two steps back here. And all right, you might get a clean header on it, but you're close enough to Jesus where you can pull him off or be right in his eye line. Jesus has the easiest header in the world when it comes in. He's loads of time to look at it. And again, Keith, it's simple, simple pieces of application. That's all it is. It's been the it's basically thing defending. of Van Dijk all season. He hasn't taken ownership or responsibility at all. He's letting things go by him. He's letting things happen around him. That, in my opinion, he should be dealing with. He should be taking the, the lead with. Do you know, if he's meant to be the leader of the defence, he has to be... You know, I'd always left Van Dijk away with this crap about pedalling back, you know what I mean? And and sort of trying to force an attacker into an area where he can get at him. And this season he's been doing that without the getting Aaron bit and it's been doing me head in. But the, not taking the lead in the box earlier, it's happening one too many times for me this season. He's, he's I don't know what he's doing. He has to deal with that. I don't think Allison really, well, does he... I, at the time, I thought Alisson could probably go for it. Maybe could have got a save on it, but it is a good header. It's probably been a bit too harsh. Yeah, but you see, Keith, it's not. It's not a whip ball where it's it's whipping towards the back post. He comes that far out that he just he, 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 it's floated in. It's it's not coming towards Alisson where he can come out and meet and go that's mine. It's floated across rather than in towards him. But honestly, like Robertson does his best to try to get back in, but can't. But honestly, Virgil van Dijk. First of all, right, if he's standing there, Keith, and he decides this is my position, right, two things wrong with it. One, you're not following the foot, only fell in the box. And two, you haven't looked around. You're not even side on. So if he comes across the front of you, you can't react to it. He basically stands staring over at Martinelli and not bothered what's behind him. Now, I'm yeah, sorry, he might, think that, he might think that Robertson is on the cover, but it's not Robertson's job to cover. If Saka is behind... It's Robertson's job to cover, but not Matt or not um, Jesus. Not Jesus. He's the centre forward. forward. Yeah, he's yeah. the centre forward. That's he's, what I mean. he's the he's only one in the box. Happen. 
he's letting it happen too often, Gav. It's constantly like he's not dealing with the players he's meant to be dealing with. And it's look, I'm not gonna I, I'm not going to throw all these lads under the bus, right? Because genuinely, I do. You said about maybe just a little replenish in the summer, and we see them back to their best and back to what we expect. No, I think I that's. I think that's what. Days. I think that's what we're going to have to do. But I think it will happen. I think in the summer we will bring in new players. We'll get rid of some players, and I think we'll see a different Liverpool next season. They've thrown in the towel this year. It's. It's not that they've got shy. They have. They've been shy, but it's not that all these players. I think. 1 to 11 or 1 to 15, 1 to 16 have literally fallen off a cliff and cannot be, you know, saved. I just think they've given up and that's the worst thing you can do. Like, thrown yeah. in a towel, like, it's, it's absolutely scandalous. And Van Dijk is the leader of that. He's chief among them. I was giving him the benefit of doubt about the world. Oh, sorry, sorry. Really wasn't that. Shane McCall says, Jesus didn't even have to do anything. Wasn't great movement. Just wandered into the six-yard box in acres of space. Yeah. Kevin Ball says he wanted Robbo to deal with it. Sorry, Robbo's not there to deal with the centre-forward. If if Bakari Saka is flying in at the back post and it goes over Van Dijk and goes over Jesus and he's in at the back post and Robinson isn't there with it, absolutely fine. But as a centre-back, knowing your partner is out there dealing with Martinelli, all you have to do is turn and look and say, oh, take two steps before towards your own goal to get yourself goal side of him so you can give yourself some sort of look on it. But he doesn't. You don't even need to win the header. You just no, need to just interrupt the player. Do something. Yeah. Do something. When, when there's nobody in front of you, like when you're at centre half and your other centre half is out there defending the wing, and there's no other Arsenal player in front of you, who the fuck are you marking? Like your no, player is obviously anything. behind you. You're just exactly. Space. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're marking space. So but, the, the players are clearly <laughs> behind you. If there's nobody in front of you, they're behind you. Yeah, I know. So you need, to, like you said, you need to turn side on. Like he needs to have his head on a swivel to see where his player is. He either turns side on, or where the way he's facing, he drops back a yard or two to give him yeah. in some sort of vision. He can see where the player is, and he might be thinking the player might want to come across me. Great, right? But if he gets tight to that player, right, it means Martinelli's ball is even harder to hit. And even if he puts it in where the player wants to come across him, at least he's standing beside the player. He can try to get a block in it or get to a force. But it's just laziness. It's a, like don't get me wrong. If he if that player is right beside, if Van Dijk is right beside Jesus, Martinelli comes in and whips a brilliant ball that just about gets over Van Dijk's head and onto his head. You go, that's brilliant. That's it's centre half play one on one. You never let the striker mm. see the number on the back of your jersey. Simple as that. No, you just stand, you have to stand facing the game. You're you not, have to, or you drop that. two yards. You drop two you're yards because you want to see as much as you possibly can. It's it's, it's not hard. It's not hard. But look, you we, don't let the num- you don't let the striker see the number on your back. No. Because then he's then he can go either way, move either way, and he's he's exactly. in trouble. Shawnee, like, it, it, it's laziness, it's just laziness. That's all it is. I, I think it is, yeah. Simple. I think it is, yeah. I think it's it's it, you know a defender that wants to defend, and Van Dijk defends brilliantly a lot of the time. But a defender that really wants to defend there, literally just just gets himself in the position where he goes, Grant. Do you know what I mean? I, I can see him. If it comes in sh- short, I'll get to it. If it goes long. It might go over my head, but I'm going to make sure I'm touched tight to this fella that he's not getting a free head on it. But that's not how it worked out. But, Shani, we get back into it. Um, it's a good move from Liverpool. Jones, a little flick around the corner um, for Jota, wasn't it? Um, Jota pulls it back. Henderson's kind of caught on his feet, on his heels a little bit. It goes across the goal. Salah makes it 2-1. And for all that was going on in the first half, you were kind of coming off going, yeah, we needed that. But Arsenal needed half-time as well, Shani. They, they did need half time, didn't they? 
I think there was only one team in it after we scored, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know they had a few half chances, but we completely dominated the game. Uh, from that moment onwards, um, they shit the bed. Um, Arteta's carry on. Uh, Xhaka's carry on. Just let them down. And they're a gang of whinging fucks, aren't they? I noticed that about yeah. them today. They are on the rep. And I understand sometimes that's what you need, but I actually think it's kind of counterproductive for them in, in that sense. But um, yeah, we're in the ascendancy and they need half time badly and they get it. And then all sorts of madness going on at half time with fucking officials and all. I just don't know. And well, even Scoy now are, are playing into this soap opera. And I just genuinely have a pain in me bollocks because if I'm, if I'm being deadly serious with you. It's a storm in a teacup. It's not like fucking the ref bleeping puts a John Jones elbow on Robbo's chin. It looks like it's a bit of an awkward move between the two of them. I don't think it was any sort of, I just think it's a storm in a teacup. I think, I don't know. I'm, I disagree. Totally. I was just going to, I think it's totally. a, I've seen Dave I... Maddock lashing up a big thing tonight about all this. Look, listen, lads. We're doing this podcast now. I don't know how many years and the seasons where we've ran away with the league and we spent hours talking about how shite officials are. The 100%. seasons where we win Champions Leagues, we talk about how shite officials are. So, like, again, it's just one of them weekends where, like, I don't think I'd see about a, a worse re- uh, weekend officiating than that. The shite I seen yesterday in the Brighton game and then the stuff going on today, it's just, it's absolutely mental. It's well, it's it's crazy. I I I don't want to spend too too much time going over it. My brief synopsis will be of it is they're all shy. That every single one of them are shy. And Paul Turney, um, in particular, is the worst of, of the whole lot of them. Yeah, he's a fucking tramp. He's an absolute tramp. Um, and there's definitely, definitely, an underlying issue there between him. And Klopp. Now, I don't know what the fuck happened today with the with the linesman. I'd I'd love to, love to know more about it, but the PGMOL probably just apologise, send him on to the championship for a few weeks, and he'll be refing games at Anfield again next year. So this ab uh, next season. So there's absolutely no fucking point, and I don't think there's much point in mulling over these points because they're absolutely brutal. They're just terrible. Did you see the shite that happened in the Brighton game yesterday? Well, just the Brighton game, the Brighton game, the Brighton game yesterday is compounded today on a number of levels, right? What happens in the Brighton game yesterday is they have a goal disallowed for using his arm, but they don't actually do anything about the push on him before he hits his arm, right? They then then don't give a penalty when your man stands on him, right? Which is, right, unacceptable. But then they compounded by coming out today and saying, yeah, we, we've actually written to Brighton to say it should have been a penalty. But that's it. We don't give a fuck after that. Because even though we've 50 cameras in each ground, we can pick up every incident from all different angles. We've we've guys in vans looking at it. We've, we've everything we want. It's going to take us 24 hours to admit that actually that's wrong. And that's mad. I disagree completely. That could cost them a Champions League place as well. You know, I know could. it's unrealistic, but like that could cost Brighton dearly. And, and it's a, a, pe- a shitty apology the next day, again, because of ineptness yeah. and ineptitude. Now, 
load of but, bollocks. If a ref makes it bad, it misses something. The VAR is meant. That's to be what there it's to there for, and it's fucking disgusting the way they're implementing. That's what it's there for. Not implementing it because they're, they're afraid just, to go against referees on the pitch. It's correct. Terrible. It's correct. Disgraceful. And then they just come out with a letter today. Now the thing today, Johnny, is <clears throat> I disagree with you completely because Robinson's mounting out of him right over something, and he goes over to the referee. And he, he does put his hand towards the referee's back, right? But I don't think he's moving towards the referee. He just kind of goes like you would talking to anyone. The referee has no reason whatsoever to lift his fucking elbow up over his own shoulder and crank it back. There's no reason for it. And that's not me saying it because of the Liverpool player. I was just amazed when I seen it. Absolutely amazed. I was like, <clears throat> if Robertson puts his hand on his back and he feels like he's being aggressive in any way, all he used to do was just turn to Robinson and go, go away. Or back or stop and just go, go away. Or call the referee. He lifts his arm and cranks it, you know, cranks it right back, you know, right into the right into his chin. Now, there's going to be an investigation into this. They're definitely going to use the fact that Robinson was aggressive towards him and maybe yeah. put his hand on him. There that's definitely going to, he gets booked for it. Booked for putting his hand on the referee or booked for maybe mountain, right? Um but I don't know how they, they, they allowed us to go without something absolutely happening. Because it was just madness. It was absolute madness. And then you have then you have the likes of um then you have the likes of Roy Keane, you know, who's asked to comment on it. And oh, now I didn't see this laugh of the game because I don't watch any of the coverage. I I, I actually see at half time I seen this on Twitter, believe it or not. When the half time whistle went, I I was, you know, kind of milling around seeing on Twitter and went, What the fuck? And went back to it. And Roy Keane is there going, well, he should worry more about his defending. He's a big baby. And I was like, fucking hell. Like, genuinely, right? You know, your man elbows him in the face, right? And Roy Keane decides, I have to keep up this fucking persona. It's it's actually fucking annoys me now that people pay money every month to Sky to watch this fucking Egypt. I'm being honest with you. Who sits there rigid? I'm the hard man, and I'm this, and I'm that. And then people go and pay money when he gets up on a stage to sit there passing these dry fucking comments. He's a hard man. This is the same fella who's calling the cry baby, who threw an absolute fucking tantrum at St James's Park because Shearer had the nerve to wind them up in a game. And the same fella that fucked off over World Cup because he had issues and couldn't sort them out. But he's he has he's going around calling these people cry babies. He wasn't a crybaby. This is a player getting in a referee's face or a linesman's face over some decision that Roy Keane has done umpteen fucking times in his career. Every player does it. And Roy Keane has to sit there. And instead of going, Robertson's a bit aggressive there, but there's no need to do that. It's it's always a crybaby. And I'd, honest to God, lads, I, I'm, I'm at breaking point with people that speak about football now. I genuinely am. There's a, there's a very small circle of people that I will listen to talk about football because they want to talk about football on a rational basis and a balanced basis and be able to give you a, a, both sides of a story or, or see things in different ways. I'm at breaking point now with this absolute bullshit in the media across fucking social media, everything, where you just have to be a fucking arsehole with opinion just so you can look like something. Like, Roy Keane's just placed there now to be, oh, you should look, you know... No, no, nothing balanced about it. Just this bullshit that comes out every fucking week. But Keith, he clearly fucking elbows him. Yeah, he elbows but him. There's the no league. need. Like, if that happens in a game where the player puts a hand on the back and a fella does that, what happens? Yeah, exactly. 
Oh yeah, for example, I only saw the Mitrovic thing the other day <coughs> that he got the eight game ban for. I didn't mm. see it at the time, and I was, I just, I googled that, and I was like, Jesus, there's not really that much in that. He goes a bit mad, but the actual physical touching of the referee, people were comparing it with Bruno Fernandez at the Lions, man, and it was nothing. It was more than that. You saw that today, a Lions man throwing an elbow up, and I didn't see the close up images, so I'm only going off Madge. Madge Apple put a comment in there that the footage showed the Robbo didn't go anywhere near him and that young man. So it wasn't like Robbo had his hand on him or anything. Robbo puts his hand around the back of him, but when you actually see it from the tunnel, Robertson actually doesn't put his hand onto him. It doesn't look yeah. like he puts his hand onto him. And so the rest he's throwing an elbow up. I mean, he, yeah, he does, yeah. you can see linesmen and refs when players come at them, right? They'll put a hand up, they'll tell them to get back, they'll tell them to get away. I've never seen a linesman do bleeding one of them up to a up to a player's face and i don't know the reason for it it wasn't like he was being attacked it's not like he was being manhandled it's not like it it didn't even look that big of an issue do you know what i mean and you have paul tierney running over then to book robertson you're not surprised at that again they all stick up for their mates but I can't see any situation where this fella doesn't get dragged over the coals a bit. Shawnee said, and I think he could be right, you know, two weeks in the championship, that's your punishment. Good luck, adios. But I just think Liverpool should make a big deal of it, personally. Liverpool got charged this week for players surrounding the ref against Chelsea. Every fucking team in the country does it. Liverpool never do it. Mm. It's one of the things where you have a huge gripe about that we don't get in, around refs and get yeah, in but it's just, And it's, we do it once and we get charged. But listen, come here. Listen, if you if you surround referees and that's against the rules, that's absolutely fine, right? But I mean, if you have a like, if Robertson has to be booked there for for his mountain elbow, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, fair play. But that's... you can't throw an elbow at a player. You can't throw an elbow as a player at another player. Yeah. You know, it's like the time what's his face. Um, he was at Newcastle and he just loved the Irish fella off Hull, right? For fucking um, Pardew. He loved um, the Irish fella. I can't remember his name. Um, David Moyla. David Moyla. And and you're like. You know, what the fuck is going on? If you're not on the pitch, you're getting a fucking five-game ban. And again, I go back to Roy Keane. Like, Roy Keane... Ah, oh, fuck him, guys. No, no, hold on a minute. No, I won't. I won't nah, fuck him. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because I'll tell you why. They'll let away... No, they'll let away... They'll let away far too easily well, with lads, these fucking the, comments that are thrown. Like no, Shani. Shani. It's WWE. It probably is. It probably is. But, 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 but the thing is, right, if Roy Keane wants to sit there, why has nobody gone to Roy Keane and Sky and went, hold on, Roy, when you were... In, um, captain of Manchester United you surrounded referees and had uh, charges because brought against you now if the ref if the ref had decided I've had enough of you Roy and punched him in the mouth would have been alright for us to say well Roy you're just being a bit of a crybaby and a baby, this, yeah. is, this, this is this is it's a larger point of me and not, not everyone I don't speak for everyone it's a larger point of me being absolutely fucking I just detest people that talk about football now I genuinely do because they don't yeah, talk about football anymore it's all just say something to get a reaction and I don't even, I can't remember the last time I've listened to Roy Keane talk about football and go, that's a decent football opinion. But Shawnee hit the nail on the head. They're all characters now. They're all playing yeah, roles. All Roy Keane yeah. is playing the role of the cantankerous fella and then comes out with outrageous shit. Yeah, that's and all Michael Richards is, is his wingman. And, yeah, put the tweet up with the popcorn emoji in it and Roy Keane calling Robinson a crybaby with a few emojis there. It's not meant to be taken seriously. People just do because that's exactly what it's done. It's inflammatory mm. Bullshit, yeah. shite. If that's, you watch so that, that's, on, that's what we're, that's what we're watch, paying for now. <coughs> it creates it, builds a narrative and it creates a story, and people go with that because they're like, well, maybe Keen is right. Maybe Keen is right. Maybe Robertson is a baby. Fuck it. Let the Lions man throw an elbow at him. 
Yeah. Look, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just, honestly, I'm just fucking sick of it. Day on day, reading and Sky watching some of the show. Sky put them all in it. Like, look, even outside of that, listen to Neville and Cardigan's commentary for the Canard Day chance today. Yeah. What the fuck, like? Yeah, I know. Um, it's dog shit. It's a, and, and the thing is, I wouldn't even get wound up over it because they're all playing characters. It's like, one thing I'll say about Graeme Souness, Graeme Souness is the same pundit now as he was, as he was on RTE. Yeah. When Roy Keane is on ITV for international tournaments or RT or whatever he goes on, he's actually not bad. When he's on Sky, he has to be doing, oh, that's his job. <laughs> Look at the amount of sound bites. It's all sound bites, clips. This is what it's all about. Traction. That's, that's currency to these these days. That's why they lashed them up with the fucking, with the emojis on. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. Like that, Sky are all, they, all these fuckers who are on the gravy train now in Sky. They're all in for a rude awakening because all of these old heads are going to be fucked off and they're going to be bringing influencers on. They have YouTubers on Sky Sports News doing run rounds and talking about transfer stuff and all on Liverpool. Like it's fucking garbage. It's absolutely shit. They're literally just uh, placating to the new crowd. We're getting old, so we sound grumpy, but we're just being logical. That's what it is. You're looking at Kane saying, oh, big baby. It's bullshit. It's 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 garbage. I wouldn't even listen. I don't <coughs> I take none of It's literally like they're reading off scripts. They're all playing characters. Mm. Red, Steve says, Red Steve says, stop reacting then. Just flash up in big letters, Roy Kane is a cunt and move on. I could do that. But then that's, but you see, that's the thing. That's just allowing this shit to go on without, and just we all just go, I really think he's a cunt. Yeah, but, I'll just say nothing. Yeah, but Mount, 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 Yeah, but Mount, Mount, like, Having a go and reacting to it is exactly what they want. I know that. I absolutely know that. But That's, you see, it's, it's reacting it's, to it's, it. Reacting to it is what they want. But reacting to it and actually saying what's wrong is absolutely fine. What happens is a lot of people react and go, oh, he's not a baby. Or he's not this. No, no, you're just a fucking dickhead. That's just planted there to fucking do this. And listen, my voice won't be heard. My voice won't be heard. So I won't hear my voice. And say, oh, do you know what he says that, or or anybody else that says it, because they have that they have their algorithm absolutely nailed. But I, I'm just honestly, I'll try to stay away from from now on because it's clearly upset a few people that have said it, and I shouldn't be reacting. But honestly, I'm I'm sick to the back teeth of listening to people pretending to talk about football. When just think about that. They're all they're all just playing characters, and yeah, that's that's the way it is. Even go back to when Liverpool be. United seven nil in the league. Look at the carry on around it. Like it's all they play into my sky because they know exactly what sort of reaction they'll get on the. They know exactly they're just playing the crowds and like Roy Keane is a fucking hypocrite. He always has been. That that's no secret. Like the stuff he comes out with, it's like one of these like sort of like how Ronnie Whelan views Liverpool, like how. Now what a Liverpool team can be as good as the one he played in. Roy Keane holds everyone to his standard, and that's fair enough. That's probably just the way he is, but that's obviously why he's not managing a football team and only getting gigs on the telly, because look at some of the shite now that have jobs in football. So, look, if Roy Keane wants to play the WWE character on Sky, leave him to it. They all, they all end up being that Mickey's one way or another. Uh, yeah. and that's, that's, the, that's the best part yeah Declan says Gab you're absolutely biting regarding Keane and Cole I watched the game volume down and listened to none of these fills before or during or after the games I usually do as well Declan it was just because of the 
Robertson incident that I didn't see because I went away from the fucking halftime stuff and then this came across. Um, and then I heard Keane's comment. I just, yeah, I probably should stay away from it, but I just, honestly, it, it just, not that it does me head in, it's just, it's sad. It's actually sad that you can't find many people out there that just want to talk about football in a balanced and reasoned fucking way. But that's um, what we were sold on Neville and Carragher as the, you know. Well, that's gone completely by the, by the wayside now. Didn't no, last long. That was on, they're only doing it a few bleeding years. Yeah. But anyway, second, didn't even last long. Second half, um, Shawnee, Mo Salah has to come off penalties. End of fucking story. Do you agree? Oh, Shawnee's frozen. Keith. Um, I'll take that, yeah. Go on. Mo Salah has to come yeah. off. Um, Do you know penalties. what? Like, you can, a player can miss a penalty. I never liked Mo Salah's penalty-taking technique, right? But he was scoring them all. So I had to sort of say, right, he scores them. The, I've always felt his run-up was a bit bleeding mad and, you know, he'd blast them. And we had the one against Bournemouth, and then we've had this one today, and he's not hitting the target. And that to me, you know, if you try and outfox a keeper and he guesses the right way and saves a penalty, well, then there's not much you can do. You have to hit the target. Two in a row that he hasn't fucking hit the target on. I thought he was awful today. I'm going to be honest. I thought he's, with so many big chances, someone put up there eight big chances. I think he had about five of them, and he mm. never looked like scored. I know he scored a goal, but even that looked like. You know, 50-50 if it was his, but I just, I just wouldn't let him take penalties. No, I, would, I know I Milner would, was always the I think, safe bet, but I'd I, I think if you miss one, if you miss one, you probably get to take the next one because yeah. everyone misses one. But when you miss two in a row, you just tell Fabinho he's taking it, yeah. or Jota or Nunes or whoever's on the pitch, you're just taking it. You we know don't I mean? fucking get many of them. You know, no, Do we you know don't. I mean? We've only got two this season. Yeah, we? Um, and and the thing is, like, it's. It's not like he's missing them and keepers are saving them. He's sticking them fucking... He's yeah. not even in the frame of the goal. Do you know what I mean? He's not he even hitting the frame of the goal. So um, I would have more penalties. And I thought... I genuinely... Because Liverpool are built, were building and building and building and, and Arsenal couldn't get out. And, it, and I have to say, I thought Liverpool were brilliant in the second half because yeah, they, they came out. They applied themselves. They were intense. They tried stuff. They moved the ball quicker. And it looked like a Liverpool that you go, that's a Liverpool side of playing. Shawnee, are you taking them off pens? Shawnee, you sound like you're opening about 48 tablets there. Um, no, I'm not taking them off pens. It depends who's on the pitch. Right. Depends who's on the pitch. So say for Fabinho. Ayman's sake, Fabinho's on the pitch. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I would have I had Fabinho take it today. Yeah, I'm taking them off pens. I'm selling them in the summer. Sell them off. <laughs> <I'll fucking laughs> <make> them off. <laughs> um, uh, did you feel that was a no, big missed chance, though, Shani? Did you feel like, oh, when you missed this, you're thinking, we're not even getting back into it. There's a head of steam going here. Arsenal are fucking struggling. And we let them off the hook. Because I did see a couple of people in their telegram group going, oh, that's probably the game now. You know, with, you know, Should... massive let off. Funny, I, I was interested to see like how he reacted after the penalty miss. And to be fair, I wasn't disappointed. I think we kept growing and we had like there was sustained pressure up until around like seventy minutes where we're like well on top. Um and I thought I agree with you. I thought we were far better in the second half. I thought we looked more like Liverpool. I think Thiago gave us a bit of a spark then when he comes on. Um Nunes was okay when he came on as well. Misses a good chance. We were definitely, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's one on one. He misses a good chance, and I think Ramsdale does well as well. The coiner, 
to close him down, but um, I felt like it was coming. And even in the comments, I was watching it on um, CNBC, and Jim Beglin was commentating, yeah. and he was very good. Uh, what, what we missed the peno in the what fifty? It's it's early. It's early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like at the sixty minute, and Jim Beglin is like, doesn't it? Doesn't expect. Yeah, he says like, does it? Does an air of when the next goal comes for Liverpool instead of if? And I felt that I did. Um, Although it does come late, we have um, we have a good few chances. And my boy fired about a side in the second half. I think they they're kind of looking for a bit of a smash and grab, and they've a few half chances. But I think my boy fired the uh, the better side in the second half. I actually think Arteta does little or nothing to kind of influence the game from the bench um, when they start looking really leggy. And that would be my concern if I was an Arsenal fan. Now was that they look leggy. Um, in the last half an hour of football and we looked energised and it's just I go back to a point Emmett made earlier it's disappointing that we can't start games with the same intensity that we finished them because we were far better um, in the second half we looked more like ourselves and that's kind of the most fucking frustrating thing for me this season is that it's not like we're completely hopeless yeah. there's moments in games where we grow in and I just feel like when we concede we give up and uh, it's so fucking, it's so annoying. There's there's massive, massive mental fatigue, and I I'm, I think damage maybe a strong word, and um, with some of the players, I think just meant that a lot of them look mentally checked out. Um, I thought Trent was a lot better in the second half, but Miles missed his last two panels now, so it might not. Three, I think, is it? Is the last three? Is it? Did he miss one? He missed the two on the leg, the only ones we got. Did he miss one against Napoli in the Champions League at the start of the season? Did he, when we got bounced off over there, or am I thinking of another game? No, he misses one away at Leicester. Barmouth. Oh, yeah. He missed one away at Barmouth. He yeah, missed he one away at Barmouth and he misses this one. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, two of his last, I think someone said two of his last six, maybe. Two, three yeah, of his look, last six. If Fabinho's on the pitch, Fabinho's a lovely strike guy the ball. Um, so wouldn't be opposed to having him in there. I actually thought it looked like Hendo was gonna take it, but then it looked like he was just shielding. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, does that a bit, doesn't he? he yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um but it, like Ramsdale doesn't even move like so I don't know, it's just fucking I think because he's, because he, it, he's put a wide up on it and th- this one he's trying to be too precise, where I just think Salah's best penalties is where he picks, you know. An area of the goal that he's going to hit a nice and firm at, and he usually scores. This was, it's for me, he's tried to be too precise in his last couple of penalties. Yeah, and that's a I confidence thing. Honest, yeah, I think to be honest with you, like nobody will be more annoyed about that than Mao, and he'll fix that. And I'd be nearly saying he'd score the next one because that's the type of player he is. And again, for as brilliant as all of these fucking other players in the, the season have been, and poor Mao has been, and Saka being and running the player of the year, he, he's. His best year is only acquainting to Mao's worst year at the moment. So Mao is definitely not a lost cause, I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination. But maybe taking him out for the next one wouldn't do any harm. Look, we're not playing for that now. No, we're not. We're not. We're, not. So like, we're too far behind yeah, anything. It. Something, yeah. but Sean, you, I was watching the same thing as you with Jim Beglin on it, and I don't know who the co-com was. But he said after we missed the penalty that justice was served because he didn't think it was a penalty in oh. the first place. I mean, what these fuckers are looking at, 
to me it's as clear a peno because you can just see Holden just kicks the back of Jota's leg. Like it's it's absolutely stone. It's actually Jota you know positions is? himself in front of him and takes Do you know what it is, Keith? This it's is actually, these it's actually close enough in contact to the, the penalty Brighton don't get yesterday. Do you know what I mean? Clumsy down it's on someone's foot. You know, and it's, it's what they call when Harry, Harry Kane does a clever centre forward. Yeah, yeah, but I don't even get think Jota's trying to be clever. I think I think he does get a good belt. You know what I mean? And he goes down. Um, he himself in the way of it, so he knows the contact is going to come. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's he knows the contact is coming. And well, I, I want to talk about Arsenal a little bit. Um, Arsenal fan circle channel who's on this channel all the time. In fairness, says Arsenal can use this experience as something to work on for the game. But the idea had at the end of the month, this will go down to the last can't. game. And all I want to have it is in, in our own hands in the last game. Um, I'll, we'll talk about Arsenal in a few minutes because I've, I've a few, I've a few thoughts on them. But we get back to two two on eighty seven minutes. Um, and Fabinho or not Fabinho, Firmino scores at the back post, and it's a decent move by Liverpool. Um, and Trent does really well, and and again for the bullshit that that was being thrown at him in the first half by the two lads in the gantry. And you know, I don't know why the two of them have to fucking commentate anyway. Um, the second half they were very quiet because I thought Trent was really fucking good. Second half, and I think I think it was actually led on by the fact that Canate just became more and more aggressive and dominating and front foot to allow Trent to go and do some stuff. You know, if the if it's if it's the opposite way around there and Zinchenko gets past Trent and scores a goal like that, we'll hear about it for weeks. But Trent does really well. I think Zinchenko's poor. It's a really good ball to the back post. Ben White gets caught under, and it's a really fucking good header by Firmino, who's, who's you know trying to run, nearly running away from goal. But we get it back to two two, um, and then there's the chance at the end where I think Canate might just be offside from that header. They don't yeah, go back and check it, well. and that's why I think I think it's definitely a penalty on Salah. Um, all things being equal, he's being hung off. But I think if they had checked Vardy, would have went back into stages, and I think they would have found Canate just offside. But he should score. He's caught between. What's he doing, Chesney? Dive at it with your head, or just just boot it with your foot. He's going to get caught in between, um. But that's that's the way it goes. Arsenal, just to say before we move on to Arsenal, I, I thought Firmino was excellent when he came on. I thought yes. it was a great cameo by Firmino today. Yes. It, it, it get comes on around seventy. Walks so 70, hard when he comes on. I thought he was brilliant. I thought the subs actually improved us today, which hasn't usually been the case. You know, recently we're making subs. And it's what the fuck is going on? The arse is falling out of the team. I thought today, even though Nunes does miss that chance and he should score, I thought he he he, he was a bit of a torn in the side for them. Do you know what I mean? And I thought he was he was good. And I think um, Thiago just showed little bits of magic again that we we haven't seen. You know, does Thiago put a bit of fear into Arsenal when he comes on? I felt he did. I felt well, you could see the the ball gets fizzed in in the mid and like. It's fucking one thing you'd be very critical of Hendo of. Just sometimes the ball goes into Hendo midfield and it's two or three touches too many where you could see they were happy to press Hendo and Fabinho when he got the ball. But the first time the ball gets faced into Thiago, there's a time in the second half where he just plays a no-look first-time ball over his left shoulder yeah. into the space and you could see Arsenal going, oh, fuck. And then from that minute, you see Arsenal dropping 10 yards again um, yeah. from when he comes on. So... Having a dynamic player in there like that, like having a basic fucking the midfielder who can break the lines, which we fucking so badly missed uh, this season, um, has killed us. And the difference he made when he come on, definitely, like you said, put the shits up Arsenal because 
it looked like from there's few moments in the game where they're like, right, fuck it, we need to kind of we need to drop now in a minute because it's not really, it's not the same kind of if we push on the hand or Fabinho here, it's just going to go back and then we can get shape and kind of rinse repeat. Fabinho offered uh, Thiago offered something completely different when he come on. Am I going to need him? And we're going to need someone like him in in the summer because just Thiago is not fit enough. You, you, you can't, we can't spend the last three or four years hammering Naby Keita for not being available enough and let, let Thiago off it just because he's better when he's available. Um, we miss Thiago so much and you kind of forget you miss him. He's out so often. So, yeah, uh, depressing, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, the, the, from a good performance, it is depressing because yeah. you're looking at it going, yeah. every 10 games, many of them you're going to get, you're probably going to get them available for three to four and yeah. it's just not enough. Um, especially yeah. with, with the other, he's into the last year of his contract next yeah, year. Yeah, and especially well, with the other elements you have in midfield and and the and, and the lack of reliability and and probably the quality as well at times. Um, but look, it's a draw. We on the balance of it, I think Arsenal could have been two or three up in the first twenty-five. Liverpool could have had two or three in the second half. It's probably a fair result considering Liverpool are at Anfield expected to go for Arsenal, but and we take it and we move on. Like you said, we're kind of been in no man's land now. You know, you'll probably probably end up with Europa spot or something along them lines. We're not getting top four. And that's just that's just the way it fucking falls because we haven't been good enough. And we have to rectify that. And I'm sure we'll do loads of shows on that between now and the end of the season and through the summer. But just on Arsenal, lads, because look, we've no skin in this game, right? It's between Arsenal, it's between C. Well, when I say we've no skin, I hope the Jays is Arsenal winning, right? Um, because I just can't stand them. And don't get me wrong, Arsenal bugged the shit out of me today. But having said that, Liverpool have gone and won leagues and European Cups and, and you kind of go, we were a bit like that. We time-wasting, we'd be, be, be pricks at times. And you only get upset about it when it's not your team doing it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, I'm actually true. okay with that stuff. bit moany at the ref, but again, we've said it on times, Liverpool have been too nice at times. So, you know, that's just the way things go in football. Um, but look at our Arsenal today, Keith, I'll go to you first. I'd be a little bit worried for them. Because I think... Liverpool aren't at their best there today for 40 minutes. Right? 30 minutes anyway. First 30. And Arsenal 2-0 up. And they still can't hold out a game. A Liverpool, a really good Liverpool for for 50 minutes, let's say. They still can't hold out. And they looked like they were struggling. They looked like they were leggy, like Shawnee said. The discipline went a little bit. The changes they tried to make, I think Arteta was too defensive in the changes he was trying to make. Would you be a little bit worried for them? Especially going to Man City because... As good as we were second half, we get we only win the second half one 0 We should probably win it by more, but see you look at that and go bang, bang, bang. That's where we're gonna go. Yeah, like Liverpool, even when we're at our best, are an emotional team or an excellent team. But it's all emotion, high octane stuff. Man City are more methodical and will dissect Arsenal. The thing I'd be worried about was an Arsenal fan. Is right, it's Anfield, it's Liverpool. We've only lost the thing to Leeds there, haven't we, this season? Um, yeah, yeah, we've only so, conceded eleven goals at home. All season, yeah, well, we are formidable at home, but they went two 0 up against a team whose confidence is absolutely shot to fuck, and they couldn't, <coughs> nail it. they couldn't put it home. Do you know what I mean? They couldn't force it. And well, I think we made. I think our subs improved us. I think their subs were bleeding dreadful. I think. I was talking to an Arsenal fan earlier and, and he's like, why is Zinchenko staying on so long? You know, Zinchenko is, is left on. I think Tierney only comes on around the 80th minute or something like that. 
and they're like, yeah, Zinchenko's good on the ball and all. And this is Arteta trying to be pep. You know what I mean? Like, it's technician. He wants a midfielder in there and the, the play starting on his fullback. I know we do with Trent and all that, but I think Zinchenko, I thought, was thinking the gaff out from early on in that game and he left him on too long. And then he took Odegaard off and put a centre back on. And... All right, they get out with the draw, but I, I, t- I don't think a draw was a fair result. I think we, should, I think they, they're lucky to get the draw. I think we fucking hopped off them. I wasn't impressed with them at all today after the first 25, 30 minutes. Now, don't get me wrong, I've been impressed with them this, this season. I've been skeptical of them thinking until they can mathematically win it, I don't believe they can win it. I put my hand up. I think they've been excellent. I think they've played great stuff. I think they're they're a fast attacking team. They're creative in midfield, but they've got the dirty bastards like Jacket and Partey in there to do the grizzly stuff. I just thought today they shit the bed. Um, when you know they had an opportunity to really kick us tuning up against Liverpool now, and you're not winning that game. You know we're not a great team at the moment. Uh, even oh, we oh, oh, great. Do you know what, well, Keith? It wasn't even for me where like. They, you know, they really kick Liverpool while they're down or keep them down. Liverpool were always going to come back and throw something at them. My big thing with Arsenal today was that they're two 0 up on forty minutes, right? Liverpool have Liverpool have started playing from probably thirty minutes onwards, twenty five minutes onwards, where they're putting pressure on and they're trying to get back in the game. You know what I mean? Um, Arsenal fan circus as Ramsdale won us the point. He, he probably does, right? Yeah, but, that's a fair point. But too. but but I think the, the the thing for me, Keith, is that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Liverpool. If this was rolled red, Liverpool would have been at the Emirates and would have went and won four 0 I'm saying Liverpool would have went there and probably won a three one, you know, and and being solid and confident, and then a trek on the other way, where you go. Arsenal throwing a lot at us here, but Liverpool look like they could do them at any time. That's not what it felt like today for me. It felt like Arsenal falling back the into their half. shell, and oh, just, for the first time, they oh, started the to way. doubt themselves. I look, I look at it from a Liverpool perspective, and I, I think he made a great point earlier in terms of the emotional thing. I think Ars, the Arsenal players and the fans are way, way, way too emotional uh, in terms of where they are in the in the title race, and that will hamper you. Um, the yellow cards, the moaning—I get it; it's part of it, but it, it it leads to a big dump. We never, ever, we've never beaten Man City in a title race when it was emotional. We won the league by acting like a machine. We, we When we won the league, it was machine-like. Although City were miles behind us <coughs> and we won it in March, it was the machine mentality. It never felt like every week was a last grasp thing. There was one big emotional let-off, maybe two in that season, the win away to Villa and then the win at home to United. But after that, it was kind of smell, uh, plain sailing. I feel like a lot of it what Arsenal is kind of just f- fabricating the issue that oh, we're in this. Uh, I, th- I think there's a real, I think there's a genuine lack of self belief that they can actually do it. And there's a, they've a massive mental block at Anfield. Um, they haven't won there since 2012. And it was on a fucking play for them today. And they only had to manage the game. And Jacka starts going kicking out at people. And that ill discipline will cost you points. You will leak points. And when City are in this form that they're in now, I'd say one thing. Jack Grealish looks looks every bit of a hundred million pound footballer at the moment. He's fucking flying. And Haaland scoring goals on alarming rate. And and like Keith said, City will look at the next nine, ten games, whatever many is left for them, and go, Right, lads, we we've been and done this dance so many fucking times. 
look after ourselves here and we're champions. And they're so, so comfortable in that position. Whereas Arsenal are going to be running on adrenaline between now and the end of the season. Yes, they've now distracted between there and Europe, but they genuinely look leggy as fuck. Look at Zinchenko for the second goal today. He's bollocks. Trent plays just Trent just nonchalantly nutmegs him and clips it to the back post and they're all on their heels. And it's not for the want of trying because it was a, a, a brilliant effort from Arsenal. I thought they actually defended really well in the second half and limited the teams. And they've been excellent this season. But as we know more than anyone, and, and this is not a dig at Arsenal. I, I, it's genuinely not because they annoy you for the right reasons if you're an Arsenal fan. You're annoying the opposition fans for the right reasons because you're needly, you're tough to be, you're niggly, and you're getting it done. And it's it's great and determination, but I just think they they lack a little bit the emotional intelligence to kind of see this through. And I think that starts with with Arteta trying to be like philosophical, even with the show you were saying during the week. You can't train in the Zoom, go to the jungle on a Sunday, like give her a fucking break, mate, will you? Nobody's falling for that show. We seen you last year on on the fucking oh, documentary playing. You'll never walk alone through the speakers. I think they're way too emotional. I think players like Ben White haven't got it in them. I think players like Gabriel haven't got it in them. And although he was brilliant today, Ramsdale will make a mistake between now and the end of the season that will cost Arsenal because he's not a top top goalkeeper. I don't give a fuck what anyone says because if he was, if he England number one. Ahead of that, and look who is so, one, yeah. Well, it's just, I, I'm really, just... I believe, I, I believe, I've really, really, as a neutral, I've really enjoyed watching Arsenal this year. Uh, Odegaard has been brilliant, Saka has been brilliant, Saliba has been brilliant. Although I just dug him out there, I think Gabriel has been very good for large parts. Uh, I, I even think Jack has been better this year, but I just think they'll be lacking in the killer instinct in the run in. Uh, I think they've a tougher run in as well. Than, than City. Well, if you look at if you is, look at the fixtures, they need to go to they have to go to St James's, who Newcastle have been really fucking good. I, I got to give them credit, regardless of where that money's coming from. Hell's done a phenomenal job. They come from behind yesterday and beat Brentford at Brentford. Not many teams got gotten points there this year. Brentford have been brilliant at home. It's one of the reasons why they're so far up the table. I just think it's all to do now for Arsenal. I think a win today probably would have been. Like a momentum roller for them, but I think they need a big response now away to West Ham next weekend, which they're probably going to have a new manager. Yeah. Well, see, uh, so see, actually, it's, play. It's going to be tough for them. It's going to be really tough for them. Well, see, see, actually, host Leicester next Saturday at five o'clock, right? Which would put them three points behind Arsenal on the same amount of games. Arsenal then go to West Ham the next day. You know, see, don't play a league game then until they actually face. That's the that's the fifteenth of April. They don't play a league game until they face Arsenal on the twenty sixth of April, because I'll yeah. just look at it up there. They play away to Bayern, then they have Sheffield United in the FA Cup, and then Arsenal. Yeah. And people are saying they've loads of games, right? They play the fifteenth and nineteenth, and then they have the twenty second, and then they have the twenty sixth. So it's a game every three four days. But see, you're well used to that. This isn't like this isn't like Arsenal coming up against a team that already only played. The league last year. City play all these games every fucking year. Their squad is well able for it. Um, Arsenal, you know, 
I think they've a couple of handy ones coming up to be quite honest with you. I think it, it's a, it's actually a great chance for them to get back on the bike. They're away to West Ham next Sunday. They're home to Southampton and then they go to City. But they do have then Chelsea at home, Newcastle away, Brighton at home in the next three before they're away to Forest and home to Wolves to finish out the season. So we'll be in those games. It's, it's definitely going to be that City game that decides it because if City get a sniff off Arsenal in the next two league games where they could actually go ahead of them on points if they wanted the Etihad, City won't let that go. They just won't. And City have a better goal difference at the moment as well. I've looked, they've won about eight yeah. on the trot and they've scored six, sevens, fours. There's, there's goals going in everywhere. So, But I still hope Arsenal win it 100%. I think they've been excellent this season. Just a little bit of concern for me today when I watched them and I thought a little bit more trek on the other way. If you're going to be under pressure, that's fine. It's at Anfield. I'm absolutely fine with that. But a little bit more going the other way and a little bit more influence off the bench going forward would have actually mm. scuppered Liverpool a little bit and probably got you over the line. But um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Look, an hour and 10 minutes we're in. Um, before I'll, I'll get to the end of the stuff every, now in a second. But our charity, the link is in the description. Breast cancer research. If you want to donate, do so via the link in the description. If you want to share it, you can take that link and share it wherever you feel like it. And please do so. We're trying to raise twenty thousand euro for twelve women running the Dublin Marathon for breast cancer research. Where the girls are now organising GAA tournaments and all sorts of events to try to raise this money. So they're putting in some serious hard yards. We're doing the same with our golf. Um, so if anybody wants to sponsor our golf day. Um, or wants to give us a uh, donate money towards prizes that we will buy for the day lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com that can be you your friends the company you work for whoever else if anyone is interested and they need some sort of verification on it by all means I, I can have a letter there that, that I can email over to you to tell, you, tell people exactly what we're doing um, and give you all the details of the charity and everything else if they wanted to follow up with the charity because you you know there is people out there that scam you out fucking charity but we don't we give you the charity number and we can give you the reference number that we have that we're raising it. and every every month when we raise the money it gets sent to us and we send it on to the charity and also take copies of that and send it to the girls that are doing it. so it's um it's it's all um up to date and proper and stuff like that but if you want to help us out lfcdaytrips at gmail.com there's only Eight weeks left, I think, till the golf day, somewhere around that. And we have quite a few sponsors remaining, and we need prizes. So if you can in any way help us, please, please do. Um, Shawnee, anything else before we go? No, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, roll on summer. Mm-hmm. Roll on the summer and get more golf in. Um, to believe in weather's doing my head in. Uh, someone asked me there, how's the golf going? Um, rushes on the far side as how's the golf gap it's going great we're back out on Wednesday the weather doesn't look great but I'm literally committing myself to that golf course from 9 o'clock Wednesday morning till about 8 o'clock Wednesday night so if it stops raining or it's not too bad raining we will be out we will be filming um, we're hoping to have guests on this week we're hoping to play in a competition and, and um, an actual golf competition and film it as well so it's going really well um, Bang Average Golf if you want to go and check that out Keith anything else before we go no, no, not much, Gav. You know, like I said, Easter all over the place. Uh, at least we didn't lose, and and there's some positives to take out today. So yeah, happy yeah. enough. Yeah, if it's any like if it's at off work tomorrow and nothing to do, three o'clock tomorrow, Belter of a game, Wrexham and Notts County. Oh yeah, it's absolutely, oh. it's absolutely, uh, it's it's Titanic at the top yeah. of the the National League. Um, if, you watch, if you watch Welcome to Wrexham, uh, you'll you'll know all about it. So, 
it's fucking huge. It's it's kind of like imagine um like Liverpool and City the the title race we have both of these fuckers are on a hundred points and and one of them is going to have to go to the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, if you've nothing to do tomorrow three o'clock, Wrexham. Yeah, that's it's savage. It be a it's, again. it's savage point building uh, goal difference. Yeah. It's and they're bang on level. I think they play each other tomorrow. Next game, game in hand. hand I think. Yeah. yeah, and there's about five games left overall. So it's yeah. um, it looks absolutely brilliant. Uh, the Masters is about to finish as well. There's about six holes to go, and that John Ram leads by two as we're watching, um, or as we're speaking. So um, yeah, we let you go. Rest of the week, winners and losers tomorrow. We've no game midweek this week. I mean, not Liverpool. So. Um, we we'll throw we we'll throw a couple of shows out during the week. There might be a call in show. We'll do we'll do, do bits and pieces, and we'll be back for next weekend and um, previews and full time reds and fat back fours and all sorts of stuff. So, but we keep you up to date as we go. That has been the fat back four. Thanks a million to Shawnee. Thanks a million to Keith. Thanks a million to Emma earlier. Um, it just his, his whole system crashed on him, but he will be back next week. Um, thanks a million to everyone in the chat. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Podcast Network.